This is Biz. I'm a part-time working mom with a big kid and a little kid. And I'm Teresa. I have a family business, two young kids, and a baby. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, getting out of the house is hard. Plus, Biz gets the facts. Teresa is getting really good at this, and we talk to Kelly Garcia Allen about raising bilingual children. Is there like a way we could communicate woo that just sounds like we're falling off a cliff? I think I want it to sound like um, moaning. Like like early labor moans. Somebody bring the tennis balls and rub them up my back. Sorry, that's like some video I saw. This woman was like getting rubbed with tennis balls, and I turned to Stefan immediately and said, don't I don't want do that. that. <laughs> if this is an exercise in knowing what I do and do not want, that's definitely not what I want. Uh, give them to me to throw at people. All right, Teresa, Yeah. how are you? Okay, well, it's a real mixed bag over here because um, I have something great to talk about, but I'm also like kind of on the verge of tears. Um <laughs> Last night was not a good night's sleep, and that's actually really all it takes. Yeah. Just really all it takes. Um, like tip. Yeah. <laughs> just like going over exactly. and just poking me. Teresa. And then I just erupt in erupts. Great. Yeah. Um, yeah. So last week, I people may remember, I talked about a tantrum that my six-year-old Grace had. Yeah. That was epic. Very. Yeah, it was epic. Yeah, it was. It was, I didn't handle it well, took me off guard, I was angry, and it was a disaster. Yeah. Um, So what I wanted to report was actually, I got like a second chance, which for better or for worse, (laughs) because she had another tantrum a few days later. You know, it's the start of school. There's a lot being asked of her all day, every day at school. She has to really hold it together. And I think she's coping very well while she's there, which is great. But she saves it up for me and she comes home and she lets it out. And yeah. that's fine. This time I was I was so much better like equipped for this, even though I was home alone again with right. the three kids. Luckily, it just so happened that the baby was napping when this one happened. But it was like after school. Yeah. I'm not going to get into all the details. It was not like anything special. It was just that it became Erupted. a total, total tantrum with a lot of like, you know, physical whatever. It was crazy again only this time I was so good you guys I was like imagining you all just like watching and like high-fiving the shit out (laughs) of me like do you know what I mean I was just like oh my god like I can totally do this I have this I was like really calm I stayed the thing she was tantruming about was I was taking away something that she lost her privilege to use and it was devastating to her and I just like held firm in that the entire time no matter what she had a million different arguments she had like she was acting out in a totally crazy way I just like stuck with it I stayed really calm and she totally got through to the other side and recovered and we ended up having a nice night and we even did homework after that and like went to bed and I was just I just I had to come back and tell you guys that because it was like I I was I, I just felt good. I was like, I, I'm getting really good at this. Like, you, are, you are getting really good at this. And you are also a very good parent. Oh, thank you. I mean, you like shouted out, like, not only did you say you got through this one, but like the recognizing that 
they're they're holding it together out in the world, and then uh-huh. they have to come home and vomit it all over you. Uh-huh. No one wants to be the receiving end of all the vomit. No, no. I mean, it's, it, it, but but it's part of it. Yeah. And again, I feel like it's like a chapter that was missed in some book that I never read. Right. <laughs> but like, yeah. And that's like so emotionally tiring. Yes, and it you was. are doing a very good job. Thank you so much. Thank you. How are you? I am also emotionally tired. So, uh-huh. Caprice and I could just start yeah. crying at any point in time today because yeah. I, that's just it. I am fucking emotionally exhausted. Uh huh. <laughs> I, I'm with like, you. I'm yeah, so here yeah. with you. But I, uh, so yeah, so it's just like a fucking tiring day, which means extra swears, probably. Yep. Because as I get tired, I get even lazier with the words. <laughs> um, I'm so tired that like I'm starting to like silently mouth it around the kids. Like where I'm like, just here's your toy. Oh, I'm doing that yeah. too. Like where I'm like, oh, wow, yeah. I can't even control this. I also don't even say stuff to them. I'm yeah. like, here's, here's that. Just, yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, <laughs> yeah, I just am like, so, I, thought, I just like, I must look like a crazy person mouthing the swears yeah. Yeah. when they're not looking. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, wow, yeah. this is a, a, a place that's weird. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> this is what I was going to share. Um, okay, so uh, there has been, I got to get through one part to get to the part I really want to share. We have talked, I have talked about Katie Bell's stomach aches for several years now. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and and we never could really. We, I did all the stuff. I kept yeah. the journals. I watched food. I, yeah. You know, but they were. It must be stress. It must be stress related, which is yeah. a thing. Yeah. Um. And uh. But it's been a really long time. And over the summer, uh, when we were in Alabama, my parents noticed that she was using the bathroom a lot, mm-hmm. which to me didn't feel like a lot because she lives in my house and I see her all the time. But suddenly, in a new world, in a new setting, and having somebody be like. That was a lot, you mm-hmm. know, during this small window, right? I was like, okay, that's a new fact, and I'm going to take that into her physical this year. Because mm-hmm. she's still kind of having these stomach aches on and off, and now they seem even more random. Mm-hmm. So I brought it up to the doctor, and and we, I've talked about the stomach aches every time I go into the doctor. Mm-hmm. Like, every time yeah. I mention it, and we all feel like, well, let's just watch it. But this time she said, with this new information... She said, well, let's test her. And I talked about, we did the blood work, mm-hmm. we collected poop. Uh, in our house, uh, Stephan- and Katie Bell was in charge of making the poop. <laughs> Stefan was in charge of collecting the poop. Mm-hmm. And I was in charge of delivering the poop. Perfect. I don't think any of us were happy with any of those. No. But I still feel like, uh, thank you, Stefan. Yeah. Um, this is my least snarky way of something I could have also said about, take out, you collect the shit. Anyway, um, <laughs> so that's great. So mm-hmm. it turns out, with, with the result of the, the collecting all the poop, she has a parasite. And that sounds terrible and horrifying, but it's not. It's like, a, like an amoeba, and they're pretty common, and you only know about them if you are having a side effect. Right. We're all probably walking around with this. With those, It's yeah. like, you know, you shove your hands in your mouth all the yeah. time, and she... You know, we trace this back to when she was four, sharing bathrooms at the school. You know what I mean? Like, it's easy to pick up. So we're all excited. Yay. We have identified it. Mm -hmm. Now, on one side of this, and and I talked about this at our live show this weekend, so in a couple of weeks you'll get to hear (laughs) the horrors of Katie Bell taking medicine. Turns She's not good at it, guys. And uh, I'm not doing well uh, as a parent trying to make this happen. It's very emotionally, like, upsetting, and, like, I feel helpless 
with a child who doesn't want to take it. She's refusing. She's like, not only is she refusing, yeah. she's throwing it up. Yeah. Like, it's it's becoming like yeah. she's watching her have an anxiety yeah. attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watching your kid have an anxiety attack at eight and vomiting that medicine God. is like my least favorite. Why are you tired, Biz? Yeah, why, why am are I you so feeling fucking emotionally tired? tired? But I, I have to give a shout out. We're just, let's don't even do a show today. Let's just let Biz uh, air this out. But I yeah. have to give a special thank you to Teresa. Uh, all this was sort of like coming to a head the day of the live show. And so it was a very like emotional, highly charged day. And we're coming off the stage and Stephanie just texted to say she hadn't taken it again. And I, Teresa just says, don't give it to her. <laughs> just take a break. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is something she's had for years. This isn't like we're fighting a fever right now. Yeah. This is something we could stop. We've already lost a day. It's already yeah. fucked everything up. You're already is, starting we've over. We're already starting yeah. over. So let's just stop. Yeah. Uh, and that was really great advice. It gave us the weekend to kind of relax. And I've now called the doctor and said, we got to come up. Are there other options yeah. for me? Anyway, what I want to get at is Ellis, my three-and-a-half-year-old. He was with me the whole day of finding out the information about Katie Bell's <laughs> parasite uh-huh. and going to get the prescription filled and going all these mm-hmm. errands with me. And so he had lots of questions, oh. and I gave him lots of answers. So he was, like, interested. Oh, he's, he wasn't just, like, along for the ride. super interested. That's so great. Ellis, oh, isn't so it great. wonderful? Yes. Ellis... I have just, I came home at the end of the day. I said to Stefan, uh, here's a parenting tip with Ellis. We don't actually have to explain everything to him. Because Ellis went out mm-hmm. and had to inform everyone that right. we came in contact with oh, right. about the parasite yeah. in Katie Bell's stomach eating all her food. And I probably have one. Mama, I can feel something. Mm-hmm. It's moving around inside of yeah. me. And it's making its way to the poop bridge. I don't even know what the poop bridge <laughs> the is. Poop it's making bridge. its way to the poop bridge. It's because <laughs> I always touch my penis and I put my hands in my mouth. Uh-huh. And that's how I get it. Uh-huh. And, it all, and it's like, I was like, hey, Steph. <laughs> and they're so elaborate. The stories are so elaborate and like only based with like, I would say, 3% fact. And mm-hmm. then it turns into like, yeah. like, like a script for a really good horror film. Yeah. And I had to like say to Stefan, hey, when you drop Ellis off at the preschool this morning, you may want to warn him, he's full of facts mm-hmm. today. He's yep. coming in yep. with some Ellis facts yep. that like may, mm-hmm. may be disruptive mm-hmm. to the, I'm pretty sure, sure everybody's going to be like, why is there a student with a parasite in oh, our school? Right? Yeah, like, <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. <laughs> just, just like, that basically, I just want to report, everything's great. <sighs> At home, mm-hmm. pretty excited about all of it. Speaking of things that are great, today we're going to talk about, I can't believe we have not talked about this yet. We're going to talk about just trying to get the fuck out of your house. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting Biz and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yep. Getting out of your house. We've actually sort of been touching on this a lot recently. Like Uh. hints and whispers of this as a topic have been making their way through prior shows. Yes. And we realized this really did deserve its own show. I believe... uh, that is because you in an earlier show said just getting out of your house should be all that we're expected to do. Mm-hmm. Like 
a day. Yeah. That like that's it. Everything else that happens after it's that enough. is enough. Like yeah, it's so much work that it should be considered like the, enough enough for like an event that you did that day. Yeah. Like you could put it on your calendar. Yeah. Got out. It's like I flew with my baby by yeah. myself. Yeah. It was my first night. You know, yeah. like alone. You know, yeah. with the kids yeah. or whatever. And I got out of the house. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. Because each day. It seems, because that's what I want to talk about. Getting out of the house on paper is very easy. It's time to go. You don't even say that you're going to do it on paper. You say You say what you're going to do. Well, right. We're going to school. We're going to meet up with our friends. We're going to the grocery store. We're going to XYZ. Yes. We're obviously leaving the house. Yeah. It's just implicit that you'll be leaving the house to go do those things. (laughs) Right. That should be really easy. We're leaving. Yeah. And everybody yeah. goes out of the house. I'm not sure I've ever seen a sitcom in which the whole 30 minutes oh, of God. the sitcom. There should be a whole episode of something where it's somebody trying, trying to get, to out, get out, out of the house. house. We want yeah. producer credit for that. Yeah. Okay. So, so that. Yeah. So why is it so impossible? So I, I, I don't even know which way to start with this. Mm-hmm. I, I think universally, I just want to do a check-in, make sure this isn't one of those ones that we're totally having sure. different views on. Sure. Is it easy to get out of your house? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, phew. Because it's fucking next to impossible. Yeah. And I almost feel like it's so impossible and every day it's so hard that it becomes something you don't even think about. Right. Right? It just becomes yeah. like embedded in your soul. It is. It's like part of our DNA <laughs> now. Yeah. Yeah. You're never getting out of the house. It is yeah. like its own horror film. Yeah. You're never getting out of the house. Yeah. So I think this is just going to be one we're going to just kind of mm-hmm. go through as it comes up. So I'm okay. just going to start with like all the things that derail you from getting out of the house. Like just mm-hmm. a basic list because I've got more detail for later in the co- mm-hmm. but like basically you got to get everybody's fucking shoes on yeah right you got to get everybody's bag or stuff well everybody has to get dressed yeah oh yeah well sure too. everybody has to get dressed yeah. you're right like if we go people all the way back shower. you got to get up in yeah. the morning to get, get out up, of the house get dressed <laughs> shower. some kind of food yes. and drink has to pass your lips that is correct you have to brush teeth teeth have to be brushed if you're one if of those if you're one of those households. yeah <laughs> Your team I won't brushing. say which household type <laughs> Plus, I am. It's happening twice a day, maybe max. At least once, once a, a day. day. Is good. If you have children with Depends strong teeth, yeah, <laughs> lineage. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> you have got good it. Good point. But you're right. Yeah. Some sort of grooming. Some sort of grooming. Let's there we say go. that. Yeah. Some sort of grooming there has to happen. Yeah. Then there's got to be all the things that have to leave the house with yeah. this party yeah. that's leaving. Yeah. Right. It's like a, a leaving party. Yeah. You also forgot using party. the potty, which for some people is not a big deal. For other people, it's a huge it might deal. take a really long Could time. A yeah. long well, or what if you have to add giving somebody medicine in the morning? Sure. Because there are yeah. new variables that can right. come in. But your general day, yeah. yes, you're, now we're pottying. Yeah. Again, back to the shoes. Yep. Again, back to collecting all the things yep. that need to come, as yep. well as any snacking that might need to come, as any like right. uh, just random little things. That packing need to ha- for where you're going. Packing. Whatever you need for where you're going to go. Is the backpack filled right. or is whatever. And then yeah. you yourself yeah. have to do all those things, yes. too. Because you're, maybe you're going to work. Maybe there's a list of errands you've got to do. Yeah. Uh, maybe this party that you're taking yeah. out of the house is coming with you. Or maybe you're dropping them off somewhere. If you're breastfeeding, you might need your breast pump. Yeah, you might need like a clean, everything that has to be clean yeah. in order for you to take it with you. You probably you need, need like spares. Things in the caps and yeah. the bags and the cooler bag or whatever. Like, and the ice pack to go in the cooler yeah. bag. 
Well, I, Lord knows yeah. I walked out with cooler bags with no sure. ice yeah. a million times. Yep. So those are just things mm-hmm. that have to, like, happen yep. to get out of the house. Yeah. But you know what, Teresa? You do it every day. You know what has to happen. <laughs> so now why is this so hard besides that huge list? Because I feel like there are a couple of different, like, things you you are leaving the house for. I'd like to kind of focus on just mornings. Sure. Because I feel like that's your first time out. And it's the bar setter for the rest of the day and possibly your life. Yeah. So let's say you've got school-age kids Mm -hmm. and... Your work, you also have work, mm-hmm. or you don't have work. Either way, there's some place you definitely have to be every single mm-hmm. day. The children know this. The children all know Monday through Friday, you're going to school. Mm-hmm. Nothing's going to change unless it's a holiday. Mm-hmm. Every day you're going to school. Mm-hmm. So my logical brain's like, none of this should be a problem. We all know what's happening. Nothing's changed. Mm-hmm. We should all be able to walk out the door and go. Mm-hmm. And yet that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Like like almost ever. Right. Despite the repetition of every day mm-hmm. doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. This morning I said, okay, it's time to go. And I always give myself a 10-minute pad to say we're walking out the door for all the garbage that's not going to happen. Ellis, get your shoes. He's like, okay, and he takes off, and then I'm dealing with Katie Bell trying to get her ready, and then he walks back in with a small vial of rocks. Mm-hmm. And I said, <laughs> Ellis, those aren't your shoes, because I'm trying to stay positive. Mm-hmm. Those aren't your shoes. And he's like, nope, go get your shoes. But he just opens the small oh, no. vial of rocks yeah. and starts counting yeah. rocks. yeah. And I, I, yeah. part of me is like, hey, he counted up to 16. Fucking genius. Yeah. Look how proud I am. Yeah. Simultaneously, I want to pick those rocks up yeah. and say, do you ever want to see these rocks again? Yeah. Go get your shows. You know, <laughs> I don't. But yeah. I'm like, that. suddenly my soul has just lost another piece. Yeah, it has. A little, a little bit, scrape it away. A little scrape yeah. away. Yeah. Chip away. It's like the soul grater. It's the soul grater. <laughs> We're like, I just want you to yeah. get your yeah. shoes. Well, and the other thing is, okay, because, like, Oscar's in a phase where he'll do that kind of stuff, yeah, too. Like, in the derail. morning. I think it's the, it's the age, partially. Yeah. I mean, like, Grace derails, sure. too, in a different way. But, different like, ways. Yeah. But the thing that's hard about the age that Ellis and Oscar are at right now is that you can, like, flip out and be like, oh, you have to. And it makes no impact. Yeah, no they're impact. just doing what they're doing, and they don't see 13? what the... Pro- yeah. It's so, and you're just like all you can almost like in my in my house. All I can do in that situation is realize, ah, he's not going to be able to do this. I'm just going to have to do this today if we're going to be on time. I have to go get his shoes and put them on. Like I just can't. It's not going to happen. Like I can't. Correct. If we're at that point, I just have to accept it and move forward. Yeah, you move forward. Not a learning time. Yeah, not a learning time. time. Yeah. While with Katie Bell, on the other hand, I'm like. Why don't you have your shoes on yet? You yeah. know you're supposed to have your shoes yeah. on. Where are you? Yeah. She'll like wander into yeah. her room and then like two minutes later I'll be like, Katie Bell, where are your shoes? Oh, sorry. And she's like changed clothes five times. Uh-huh. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. You've had like all day. Yeah. And, but like you said, I don't think there's a situation in which anything I can say will change Mm-mm. this yeah. course 
No. That's happening. The only thing I can, yeah, I'm completely, and the only thing I can do to, like, keep us on course is, like, try to stay as calm as possible. Hmm. And I have to, like, with Oscar, I can't deal with it as much, but, like, with Grace, if I let her go unsupervised for more than a couple minutes in the morning, she'll get into something, and then it will be a tantrum. Impossible. To Detectives. get her to re- get redirected to where she's supposed to be. Yeah. And so I have to constantly be, like, checking in with her and reminding her, like, when you're done with what you're doing, remember what you're doing next. You're doing X, Y, yeah. and Z. And, like, as long as I, like, stay on top of that, she's pretty good. She can, like, do all the stuff. She doesn't really fight about it. She knows what's coming. It's a routine. And yeah. she actually does it. But if I... Like, if the baby was up early and needs a nap, and I'm like, okay, while you're eating that breakfast, I'm going to go in here and put the baby down. But when you're done with that, blah, blah, blah. And then if I come out 10 minutes later, she's doing something else. And then it's like... It's going to be like 15 minutes yeah. of work for me to like get her back on track. And it's so, so hard. So like there's, you have to do that repetitive. Like at our house, yeah. I feel like I'm a marching alarm. That's like yeah. shoes, shoes, yeah. shoes, shoes. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> shirt, shirt, shirt. Yeah. No changing, no yeah. changing. Right? Like I just feel like I, you know, and which it's kind of, it's kind of like the emotional toil that you kind of deal with at the beginning of having kids with your relationship, if you're in a relationship Uh where I have that conversation and it's easier to have this conversation with an adult where I'm like, I am so emotionally tired of feeling like I'm being put in a situation where I have to ask for X or repeat Mm -hmm. Y, even though we've had a conversation that we're going to do this thing or start trying to communicate this way, or you're going to pick up this list of things that I need to have happen. And then you don't, not out of spite, just you've just, you know, something else has happened and distracted you from the, or it's not the timeline that I need it done in. I'm being put back in the situation of having to ask and become the nag. Right. And now I feel like emotionally, I am so upset that I have had to become the nag in this situation. Mm -hmm. No one wants to be the nag. Mm -mm. And that is what leaving the house, I feel like, does to me mm-hmm. right and then i just want to say there's also the like maybe your kids aren't in school and i almost feel like that's mm-hmm. or, or like you don't or you have an irregular work schedule right mm-hmm. like those are two things and there's lots of other things but like those are two other situations in which you have to like try to create a weird small routine that you always do before right. you leave yeah. as opposed to the grand morning routine of you know wake up have you know you might yeah. have to leave it 10 it's after tv it's after this activity it's after a whatever and that's its own whole but you're still gonna yeah. probably wind up with the same situation i think so yeah but the one that right now is making me feel like i'm going to go insane is when we're going someplace fun that everybody <laughs> wants to to go to and it's still not happening and it's still everybody like we're who wants to go on a hike i want to go on a hike yeah i can't wait to go on a hike great let's all go get our shoes toys that they haven't played with in years suddenly come out Uh i was like oh my god we're walking out the door to go on a hike what are you doing what are you in fact doing what are you doing right or can i you know like shoes are not like none of it like i just like this yeah (laughs) then i become that this is supposed to be Fun, right? <laughs> it's just not fun. I feel like all of my, or I'd like to say, all of my like day is then established. Like my attitude 
and my approach to how I'm talking to kids is affected by mm-hmm. the morning. Yeah, sometimes it is. Yeah. Right, because I get snappy. Yeah. I mean, how do you, I mean, aren't you like snapping? Aren't you like begging? Aren't I you like, like, I can't really anymore yeah. because my kids do not respond, respond. well to that. No, no, no one's kids respond. No, but I, I know, guess. but like, but honestly, I end up like really paying for it. Yeah. Like, it's not even like, oh, they, they just like don't like it or it makes them feel bad. Like, I get like a really bad reaction that like sets us sets way everybody back. Off, and like, yeah. I'm, I'm also dealing with a situation where like, um, you know, at least one of the kids will often change her mind mm-hmm. part way like through getting ready that she doesn't want to go. And yeah. so like I I'm not in a position where I can be like, well guys, if we're not ready, then we can't go. Right. Like I can't even use, use that, that as a threat or like yeah. an incentive because I have to just keep the eye on the prize because if I give that opening, then it's like, yeah, let's just not go. And then I'm like, ah, because you, you know, know, that's like that I just want to point that out. That is a viable threat that has started coming out of my mouth in uh-huh. situations. Yeah. And having more than one kid ruins that threat. It does. Because yeah. I don't want to take away from the kid that's already. Right. Yeah. And that kid's going to be like really yeah. disappointed. And I mean, given two kids, it's likely that at least one, one of them might feel differently than the other one. That's like, correct. It's usually they're not on the same page about everything. <laughs> Turned out to be yeah. incredibly disappointing, yeah. that fact. Yeah. Right? And then like all the work, if there's even more kids in your house. Yeah. It, it just you can't even use that as a viable thing. Yeah, you have to. No. I think you're right. I think you have to like stay calm and focus and the mantra. But all of that is so draining. Yeah, and exhausting that it then comes out because like for me, even if I'm not snapping at them, I have found that I started like uttering this like super disappointed like I don't. Yeah. Why is that? Yeah. I this, or I go into some weird like, adult really? launch. Yeah. Like, really? Yeah. Or do you think that I am having a good time doing this? Yeah. Would you, you know, I I would like to take you guys someplace fun. And I, you know, and I'm like, this is like every bad thing I ever said I was never going to do as a parent. Yeah. Just like erupts. Yeah, I know. I'm sometimes like talking to God. I'm saying yeah. God in quotes, but I'm just like, why is it yeah. always like this? Like I'm doing that like in front of the yeah. kids. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, why want anybody to get out of this house? All I want is everybody to put their shoes on and walk out of the house. Do you want me to go crazy? Do you, is that something you would like me to do? Yeah. You just become like that weird, especially that haggard, tired mom. Yes. But yes. like you're in your home, yeah. just talking to yourself and your children yeah. don't care. And yeah. Like, yeah, and then like later in the day, <laughs> if they do anything as a result that that uh-huh. feels like a, you know, like what kids do, if yeah. they do anything that kids do normally, yeah, because they're children, yeah, I immediately, this is great, yeah. Like I just become like, yeah. a, it really does. It sets you off on the wrong foot. It yeah. really does. Yeah. And I, I, I need to add to that also because I have a baby that I also yeah. want to mention the baby yeah. stuff for this, which is like kind of, it's kind of the same boat, but it's a, like a different set of things. Like you can't blame the baby for like pooping <laughs> right before you leave. Like it's not but the baby. But that always fault. happens. Right. And, um, <laughs> and so that does always happen. And there's also this thing that happens where like, uh, the kids will get all ready and I'll get myself ready and I'll realize and I'll be like, OK, guys, like we're leaving. And I'll realize like the baby 
he's he could go, but like he hasn't had a diaper change. Yeah. Like maybe he hasn't pooped, but like I, I should really change him before we go. Yeah. Or like he's not wearing the right thing. Or I haven't packed his bag sometimes. So I have to do that. So then once I think of that, then the kids are in that no man's land yeah. of like, which is the worst. And I do this all the time. And this leads to like self-hatred, which puts me in like a worse place yeah. also because I'll I'll get them ready and I'll be like, we're leaving right now. Like get, get, get to the door. Like we're leaving right now. Yeah. I'll open the front door even sometimes because yeah. we have a fenced front yard and I'll be like I'm coming right now and then it'll be like 15 minutes and before I finally boo, and now they're doing something yeah. else or or they're yeah. complaining or they're sitting out there like getting sunburned or like yeah. you know there's just like all these things there's all these like moving parts and it's very challenging and then there's also me like sometimes I'll be like walking out the door and you know we all forget yeah. like oops I didn't like put on any mascara which is, like not a big deal but sometimes but you want to look nice or like oh I didn't um you know put a bra on sometimes yeah, yeah. or like oh you know I'm wearing like the wrong shoes or I'm wearing my slippers still right or I'm you know I didn't like take my prenatal vitamin or right. like you know there's just like your own personal your list own stuff to do. yeah and so that there's it's it's like it's almost like cooking a meal I was just thinking right? that yeah. It is literally because you're like this to has to be out. ready at the same time yeah. as that thing, and so it all goes yeah. on the table hot. at the same time. Yeah, and but but you're trying to do that with people, not yeah. potatoes, right? Right? Yeah. Like it is. But that I think ties into this. Let's talk. Let's wrap up on that last little bit of guilt of like because I think you're right. That self hating guilt yeah. of. Is there Why can't I do this? I could do? Is there yeah. anything I could do to make yeah. this better? But yeah. if I get up an hour earlier, yeah. if I line everything up the night before, yeah. and even on those days, oh, yeah. do not get me wrong, there are occasionally some sort of master day sure. where I like, I've gotten, I've done a snack oh, bin yeah. sure. so that children can get their own snacks as we yeah. walk out the door. I've done lunches the night yeah. before. Everything's done. Everything's set up right. Yeah. I can never do it consistently enough where it becomes something I want to do every sure. day. Sure, yeah. Right? Because each yeah. day is so different yeah. that by like 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, whenever yeah. everybody stopped talking to you, you don't have it left to be like, no. well, now let me go do all this additional yeah. work on top of whatever work work I have yeah. to do at that time, whatever yeah. self-care I want to try and do. That And you do it just like, why can't I do this? Other yeah. people clearly are here. Yeah. They're all clearly. Yeah. Why is this so hard for me? Well, yeah. I, I think the good news is, is it's probably not. Yeah, I know. I right. Let's so. just yeah. all assume when we see people yeah. that it was the greatest thing they've ever yeah. done that they got there. Yeah. Almost to the point where if somebody gets there before me, I should be like, yeah. you are truly doing yeah. a great job yeah we should all be when we see each other out yeah. in the world we should all be saying you made it you made it that right. we should all lead with that you made it you did it yeah yeah i think you're right yeah i think this is like such a good while our bar has destroyed within the house yeah what a good bar to set for just being out yeah and and, and in the world yeah. with other people yes you made it you made it One Bad Mother is supported in part by Care.com, the easy and reliable way to find care for everyone in the family when and where you need it. Care.com is the world's largest digital marketplace for finding and managing family care. Biz and I both have premium memberships. And, you know, I just love their website. It's super cute and intuitive and easy to use. There are so many caregivers that you can find just by typing in your zip code. 
You can find housekeepers, dog walkers, tutors, errand runners, senior care, and of course, the care we need most, care for your children. So to save 30% off on a Care.com premium membership, visit Care.com slash mother when you subscribe. That's Care.com slash mother for 30% off a premium membership. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Genius me. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. So, Curtis had his six-month vaccines a couple days ago, um, which I will always mention on the show because I love talking about vaccines. (laughs) Great job. Thank you. Giving your kids vaccines. It totally sucked, but I'm really glad that we did it. Of course. Um, And I use a genius of yours, actually, Mm. which was that, you know, with the first, like, um, two-month, four-month, and six-month shots, you're getting, like, the baby's getting, like, all the same stuff every single time. And so, like, any reaction that they had the last time is very likely to be the same this time. Baby did not have, like, a real bad reaction, but at four months, there was, like, just randomly, like, two hours of, like, very fussy, like, just screaming, which he's... Ne- was never a screamer ever right. so it was like very surprising and scary and yeah. like and real and so this time I remembered your genius of medicating right away yeah so I just gave him Tylenol yeah. right away even before I noticed signs of fussiness because yes. I'm like worse come to worse he's got Tylenol yeah. and like his at least where he like got poked it won't be as sore that's correct and it worked so great like he we didn't have that fussiness so, that's so I'm good. really good glad job. That, yeah because sometimes the reaction is just I, it fucking hurts. That hurts. Last yeah. time you got a shot. Yeah. It hurts it for hurts. like a day. Yeah, it's and like they, a bad they give them like two in each leg. So yeah, it's so a it's lot. really yeah. hurts. So yeah. like just a little Tylenol for even just that discomfort. Yep. And, you know, a worst case scenario, they get a mild fever and the Tylenol's there to knock it out. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That's great. Yep. Good job. Thank you. All right. So, now I've, okay. <laughs> I'm not crying now. Genius. Um, <laughs> I I actually feel like despite all of the, I don't want to say trouble that is coming as a result of having figured out what's causing Katie Bell stomach aches. So it's not the right word, but like all of this, like none of the expected stuff. I am still really glad that I have continued to pursue the stomach aches with her doctors each checkup yeah, and that I identified what my parents were saying and didn't take it personally i just was like oh that's a fact okay i'll take that in i'm really i feel like it's a genius that we went through the blood work and the poop and like the whole nine yards no matter how unpleasant it was because now this is something that will help her yeah and i feel like it's one of those geniuses that like comes at such a cost i know (laughs) i know but but i'm really glad that we at least did it. It is totally yeah. genius, Biz. Yeah. It is that is totally like an unsung mom thing yeah. where like nobody else was gonna yeah. do this no. and you did. And that's awesome. Thank you. Good job. I am calling with a genius which has never happened before. <laughs> but I got bubbles. 
bubbles, obviously genius in and of themselves. But the genius, the real genius is I started blowing the bubbles at my eight-month-old underneath the ceiling fan, and it turned my living room into the fucking fizzy lifting drink room from Willy Wonka's <laughs> Chocolate Factory. Bubbles are everywhere. They're everywhere. My kid is mesmerized. My dog is mesmerized. My dog has now started chasing the bubbles around the room, which cracks my kid up, which cracks me up, which is a win. Such a win. I am a genius. Love your show. <laughs> Yay! So great. First of all, yeah. Yeah, I am sure you've had geniuses prior to this. Yeah, come on. Yeah, come on. But the bubbles, I just feel like there is something magical about fans and bubbles. And every time I see it out in the wild... I just am like, that's so smart. Why have I never thought about that? It's so good. So very good job, especially anything that you can do with your child that actually brings you delight as well, I think is such a win. So good, good job. Failures. Fail, 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 fail. You suck. Fail me, Teresa. I was helping, I guess, helping Oscar get buckled in, and I was holding the baby. Anyway, I hit, um, he's fine, but I hit Curtis in the head with the car door, and he's totally fine, but he totally cried. Like, I I hit it hard enough that it was like, whoa. Whoa, yeah. And I was like, what what was I doing? Like, I don't, it was just stupid. It was just a stupid thing. So I'm really sorry. Yeah, thanks. That happens i know and i'm really sorry thank you i'm sorry okay three weeks ago i think maybe four weeks maybe i uh, decided to make granola from scratch now teresa's looking at me like how could this be a fail it was so good it is it was delicious i made this granola like Several years ago, as Christmas gifts, and I was like, I need something healthy in the house. I mean, it's homemade granola, so it's full of like brown sugar. But like, I was like, I need something I can be snacking on, and the kids can snack on. And I, I remember how these and I made it, and it was so good, guys. It was so good. It was. So I good. ate it all in one sitting. I know, and I, I, I it was I, so good. I snacked on it for like a week, and it was such a good like filler, yeah. and like it was like, and it was so great. So then I gotta make more granola. I'm gonna do a half batch because that was so much granola. Okay. I'm just gonna do a half batch, and that. Did not turn out even remotely. Weird. Like in the worst of ways, it didn't become granola. (laughs) So then I was like, okay, I'm going to try again. I'm not going to half it. I'll do the whole fucking thing and I'll give it all out. Again, I fail at this granola. This time, it like burns so badly. I don't even know how. I mean, I was still, I had the timer going because I was so like on it this time. But like, Somehow, something, and it made me so sad yeah. to have twice, twice, yeah, in like five days, yeah. not been able to make granola to the point where now I'm overthinking it. And I'm like, well, all I can do is ruin the granola. I yeah. have gone and I have bought all the ingredients again. Luckily, this is oh, not no. expensive. Yeah, it's not expensive. Right. No, it's just, it's just sitting in my pantry. Oh, yeah. Waiting for me to fail again. Yeah. But I just want you this need to get your confidence five back. ingredient <laughs> fucking granola to work. So I do. I do. I feel yeah. like if I cannot yeah. make this granola work, then I am never going to be able to do anything ever. It has become a symbol of achievement for me. No. Ugh. Hi. This is Teresa. I'm calling in with a fail. 
So I have two girls, and they're only 14 months apart. And my first kid I knew wasn't going to be the last. I was like, oh, I'll save all of their clothes. So I bought a bunch of space bags. This was another fail all on its own because those things suck and they rip and they don't do anything. They don't do their job. They used to be so much better than the box off them. Anyways, so I went out and bought my second daughter a bunch of nine-month clothes because I couldn't find. I was like, where? I thought we had a bunch more nine-month clothes. No, no, I couldn't find them. They weren't around. So it's like, oh, I guess that we don't have as many as I remembered. Not unusual. Um, and then I'm going today to pull out her next size, the 12 month size, and all of her nine month stuff in there, stuff that I bought that I didn't need to buy that I saved specifically to save money. I've been carting around with me, but it was there. It was just in a bag, and I just didn't see it, and I bought a bunch of other stuff. And then, like, what is the deal with clothing sizes, anyways? That's just arbitrary because my daughter is seven months old and in the 12 months size. So I don't even understand. Okay. Thanks guys. Bye. This is so real. Yeah. This happened to me. Yeah. I'm in totally in this. Like we do hand-me-downs and I have so much stuff that like, cause I'm always like in a rush when I'm pulling it out of their closet and I like put it in a pile and then it goes in the garage and then I'm like someday I'm going to like organize organize that. And then I kind of remember this was kind of from this age or this was kind of from that age. And it's, it's really, it's way harder to deal with hand-me-downs than I expected. I was just like, oh, I'll have all the right stuff. But like more often than not, I can't find the thing I'm looking for. Or I put them in the same bag and then I'm like, everything's 12 months and I needed nine months. And then like she says, you suddenly get to the other end of the bag. and, And she's right. Those things, I got all the space savers yeah. to, like, vacuum the air out and, yeah. like, store it down and then put it in bins. Yeah. And <laughs> whenever I would go to reopen the bins, everything had expanded. Right. And it was just everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I just, you're right. That is, you're doing a horrible job. Yeah, you are. Trying to think ahead. Trying to organize your life. Trying to help yourself. Trying to help yourself. Yeah. This is what you get for trying to help yourself. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you, I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you, I love you. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Third Love. Look, it's no secret, bra shopping is a drag. But what if you could skip all the hassle and find a perfect fitting bra in minutes? Check out Third Love. Because after having kids, nothing is quite where it once was. Which is why Third Love's Fit Finder Quiz recommends the bra that's right for your size and shape. It's also the only lingerie brand that offers bras in half cup sizes. And you can try Third Love's amazingly comfortable bras free for 30 days. All you're doing is paying $2.99 for shipping. Returns and exchanges are free. Just go to thirdlove.com slash badmother to find your perfect fitting bra and try it for 30 days for free. That's thirdlove.com slash badmother, thirdlove.com slash badmother. Teresa. Yes. Let's call a parent. Great. This week, we are calling Kelly Garcia Allen. 
Kelly has been teaching Spanish to children from preschool to high school levels throughout her career. She's a graduate from the University of Florida with a BA in history and an MA in Latin American studies. She is currently the head of content for Learn Safari. Welcome, Kelly. Hi. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for joining us. Before we get in uh, to the benefits or horrors of raising bilingual (laughs) children. um, (laughs) So many regrets. So many regrets. Uh, I would like to uh, ask you who lives in your house. Okay. So um, my husband, Brandon, and I have um, two children, Eliana, who's four, and Gabby, who is almost three. And then we have one on the way who might be born like any minute now. Oh, Whoa. oh my God. If we had labor happening during a One Bad Mother show, the entire One Bad Mother community might explode. Yeah. It might true. like literally oh. <laughs> explode. So no pressure. Yeah. But maybe no just talk, talking to us will instigate labor. <laughs> I'm actually hoping so. I'm having contractions, but I don't know if it's like false labor or yeah. if it's really the beginning of something. Let's do this. So, Let's you know, do this. you guys make it happen. Let's get it going. We are going to be like the yeah. chili pepper <laughs> yeah. of, uh, and castor oil of and labor semen. starting. And semen. Um, we're really the semen. We're the semen of, of starting. <laughs> God, we are already so derailed. <laughs> just, uh, just, Kelly, I do apologize. Teresa and I are both really tired. And this show is just going to be great. So, uh, awesome. so let's get into this. Uh, raising children in a bilingual household. Uh, I almost forget yeah. that I'm doing this. Uh, Stefan, <laughs> my husband, only speaks to the kids in Swedish and has since they were born. And awesome. it is awesome, uh, I guess, except there are sometimes that we've, Stefan has come on the show, and we've talked about, you know, just like personal difficulties. Like, I don't know what you're yelling at them about when you're yelling at them. Right. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know how to have your back or, or defend my children. I don't know what you're supposed right. to be doing. Um, we just did it. Stefan said he wanted to do it, and I was like, great. I, 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 I'm not sure I have the energy to do this, but if, if there's very little I have to do, I'm all <laughs> on board. Can you kind of talk, you've written uh, several pieces on, on sort of the myths about raising uh, bilingual kids. And I wonder if you could just like help us knock those out of the park. What, what, what are they and why are they not true? <laughs> sure, sure. Um, well, I guess for us, um, it was never really a, you know, it just started with, this is just what we're going to do because it's what my parents did with me. Um, you know, my, my dad always spoke in Spanish. My mom always spoke in English and that's just how it was because my dad's English is kind of wonky and my mom's Spanish is kind of wonky. So, you know, (laughs) they had no choice. Right. Um, but for, for my husband, he knows some Spanish, but for him, he just really, really, really wants them to, to speak Spanish. So he's super supportive, which is awesome. Um, but we do, you know, there are a lot of myths, like people think that their kids are going to get confused if they learn, you know, more than one language when they're little or that you should wait till they're older. And then some people think that if you don't start when they're really young, they're never going to learn a language. And, um, you know, the truth is that like, it's never too late. Um, adults do learn language differently than kids. Um, you know, it might be more, more like active work for somebody who's older, but anybody can learn a new language. Um, and for children, just from the time that they're born, they can, they can tell the difference between languages. You know, mm-hmm. so many studies have shown that 
from the time a baby is born, um, he or she can tell their mom's language from any other language. And if they're um, multiple languages in their environment, they can tell the difference. Like right away, I guess it's magic. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> you know, it just happens. You know, the most important thing is that, like, you're not going to confuse your kids. I mean, you might confuse them about life. Right. But when it comes to language, um, you're, you're really, you're not going to confuse them. So I think the, that's the biggest myth is just, um, you know, there's no one size fits all. Not everyone's going to do it the same way, but you know, it's beneficial. And however you do it, whenever you start, it's, it's great for them. You know, even if you don't speak the language fluently or, you know, their environment has multiple languages, like they're going to be okay. Yeah, so that's, I guess, the biggest myth. Yeah. Well, I think it's a, you, you said something that really struck uh, me, and that was uh, as a, that adults learn differently than kids. And I wonder how much, I mean, we talk about how that kind of plays into all aspects of parenting, like whatever sort of issues that I have as an adult, it's very easy for me to displace all my children, right? Like if I have a hard time doing X, Y, and Z, my kids are going to have a hard right. time doing X, Y, and Z. Or if I am so great at doing this, my kids They're are going to be, be so great. So I think it's important to say that like, like adults learn differently. And I know that part of my sort of internal stress when Stefan started this was, was yeah, they're never going to be able to pick this up because I can't pick it up, right? Like, I've got to do all right. this work to pick this up. So, obviously, that's that's what's going to happen to them, and I don't want my, you know, kids doing it. So, I just think that's a really interesting point uh, that a lot of our concerns may just be things that just absolutely aren't even possible to happen because of how our brains work differently at different ages. Right, right. Um, yeah, I mean, babies were wired to learn language. That's just what they do from the time that they're in the womb. So they just can. <laughs> well, let's, it's amazing. Let's talk about uh, some of the benefits of of uh, ha- learning more than one language or having more than one language spoken in your house or just supporting the learning of more than one mm-hmm. language. Uh, and that is, you, you've also done some work on uh, sort of its own thing, uh, learning biculturalism, um, which kind of goes hand in hand with learning a new language. And that seems super important uh, all the time. But right now, I think it's super important, too. Yeah. Uh, can mm-hmm. you talk about some of the benefits of that aspect of this? Um, sure. So learning about different languages and different cultures and different people, I think, just opens um, opens you up to to, you know, not everyone's the same and that's okay. We can all respect each other. Um, we can appreciate each other's differences and, um, you know, kids who learn, um, who are bilingual and, you know, and bicultural, it's been shown that they, they have more empathy and that they can get along better with others just because it's, it's just always, you're not thinking about everything from just one perspective. Um, you know, not just, even in your in your language, everything there's two words or more for everything. So it just really opens opens you up to different ways of thinking, and um, I think our kids really need that. Not only are we becoming more global, but as a result of all this globalization, there's also a lot more. Um, I guess just a lot more conflict, and um, I think having children who 
who are empathetic and who can deal with differences can go a long way in in just uh, making the world better. I have a question. I remember seeing a study uh, maybe a year or two ago that found that bilingual kids also like have this side effect where they have like more self-control than your average um, monolingual child. Like they um, they're less impulsive and it's like something to do with the way like your brain's decision making Mm, pathways. So like kids who learn two different language are sort of like already learning from a young age to like pause and like think what am I going to do like which language Mm -hmm. am I going to use and like that sort of translates to also like slowing down and more mindful decision making like as they get older I wish I could see those benefits right now my kids (laughs) I I know right I know um but yeah I forget exactly the word I'm looking for but um it's there so it, it helps with certain certain kinds of tasks and certain kinds of thinking and it includes decision making impulse control and just being able to block things out mm. so bilingual people can they can kind of take away things that aren't important and not pay attention to them and and just focus more on on what's important so all those are cognitive benefits of, of speaking more than one language, for sure. For those of us who uh, would still like this for our kids, but it's just not probably going to come from us. <laughs> how do we, you know what I mean? Like I was like, we were talking today, honestly, how like tired and exhausting uh, everything is. And if Stefan wasn't doing this, if, it, if this just wasn't the language that Stefan spoke, my husband, then this would not be happening in our house. Right. I, this would right. be, I would not have the time to do this. I can certainly, when my kids come home from school and they've been learning some Spanish in school or in preschool, like, you know, they that's very much part of our school right now. Um, or, you know, my high five that the kids get that we read, that magazine. There's always like a story that's in Spanish and English. I mean, I can do like little things like that, but I definitely don't have the follow through. I'm going to be brutally honest about that. So how, uh, for those of us who would still like this for our kids, but just the reality of it, of being able to, to commit to it, how can we still support this or help our kids get exposed to this? Right. So um, luckily in the world of technology, <laughs> there's so yeah. much available. Um, so, you know, anything from apps to um shows and and depending on the language some languages are a lot you know more available like obviously spanish um in places like california for you guys and in florida for us it's it's everywhere yeah you know you can you can even get your tv and and put the cartoon and switch it to spanish like it's it's as easy as that but there's a lot of apps and you know there's a lot of school programs and even um i know some people who are learning um, their kids are learning mandarin and so they have um they have a, a a language like tutor that comes and talks to their kids through Skype. There's just so many, you know, like I'm trying to be one of those like overachievers, and I'm like, oh, I would love for my kids to learn Mandarin. Right. I've got I got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, so I'm like, we have little apps so that they are, you know, they're starting to kind of um, learn their numbers and colors and things. And I'm like, as as they, you know, as they have more time. Like they get a little bit older, I'm going to be bringing in, you know, maybe somebody on Skype or we have a school here. So, you know, even for a language that I don't know, um, 
I would love for them to to be exposed to it, and um, that exposure hopefully turns into into more. Um, as long as you know it's something that they're like interested in, I'm not going to take them kicking and screaming if they hate it, right? Because you know, I do think maybe we're all saying that if we let our kids do some apps and occasionally do the like Spanish version of. <laughs> You know, tumble leaf on Amazon. They're like this. It's just in their brain floating around so that when it's time to really learn it, they are not just put off by it. Right. You know, they're not like, yeah. Yeah. So the more that the more that you give them, the more they're going to they're going to um, absorb. And, you know, even if it's a little bit, that still kind of goes just into their brain. So, you know, any kind of exposure that you're going to give them to language is going to help you know, in the future for their interest. And it's also going to help with, with English. Um, you know, learning another language can really help you reflect on, on your own. Mm. Um, you know, when it comes to, I mean, I never learned grammar in English as, as well as I did as I, as I was getting prepared to teach Spanish grammar to high schoolers. Mm. <laughs> so it's just, um, it just helps you think. Well, let's wrap up on you are head of content for Learn Safari, which has a very specific mission. Can you can you tell us a little bit about Learn Safari and your mission and, and what you guys have to offer? Yes, yes. So um, our mission is to um, democratize education, meaning we want kids, you know, everywhere to have opportunities to learn without... Um, without barriers of, you know, maybe my, my parents don't know this or they're not teaching this at my school or, um, you know, at one point we'd love even, even for technology to not be a barrier here in the U S we're lucky that, you know, we can, we can go to the library and, and get access to technology. Um, and, and we just want to make it easy to where any child could learn anything right now. We're focused on language. We're a startup. So, you know, one step at a time. Um, our first app was um, for English speakers to learn Spanish, and that's called Spanish Safari. And then we just released the, I guess, the backwards version, so for Spanish speakers to learn English. Like, we, we, we meant for that to go out to Latin America, but here in the U.S., um, you know, as a, as a bilingual preschool teacher, I have so many children who are just coming in to learn English. So it was really great to to come up with something that could help them. Now we're working on on reading Safari um, to help to help um, just kids learn to read in English. And um, we also have um, we're starting off projects for a Mandarin um, Safari because it's another language that people are really wanting to learn, and and Mandarin speakers wanting to learn English. So. Um, you know, just one app at a time trying to put out some really great content for kids um, where they can really, really learn and enjoy what they're doing. So, Yeah, it's great. And it's, so. it's really suitable for what age range? Um, so our, um, our apps that we have out are um, about four years old to 10. Well, Kelly, thank you so much for joining us and talking us through this. I mean, again... It's something that I, I take for granted because I have somebody passionate about it in my house. <laughs> uh, and But also, I'm keenly aware that if I didn't have that person in my house, 
uh, this would be something I just probably wouldn't be giving a great deal of thought to until I was ready to panic about it. Uh, until it was like 2 a.m. and I was ready to be like, I'm not doing enough. Um, and then you're like, oh, good, there's an app. Oh, good, there's an app. Oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. No. I mean, okay, I can go to sleep I can now. go to sleep now. That's right. As a parent, you're just never doing enough, are you? Oh, never. Uh, no, the answer is no. Kelly, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we'll link everybody up to Learn Safari, where that where which is where they can find a lot of uh, your blog posts and articles about the myths and misunderstandings of yes. raising uh, bilingual kids. Yes, yes, all of our um, posts and articles are there, and um, we also like to link to other people's research. And you know, there's a lot. There's a huge community, a lot of bloggers, a lot of. Um, knowledgeable people sharing information so which is awesome yes a lot to learn <laughs> thank you so much for joining us thank you so much and you guys l- are doing a great job <laughs> thank you you're doing it. yeah good luck having a good baby luck. today yes. good luck thanks. good luck go have a baby <laughs> know if i actually go into labor today <laughs> okay. oh my god please do all right thank you all right thank you okay, bye-bye, bye-bye. Mugs, shirts, stickers, patches, tanks, and more are yours for the purchasing at MaxFunStore.com. Hey, you already love the podcasts, so why not take this to the next level and outfit your home and bod with our merch? MaxFunStore.com. Because if you have to wear a shirt, it should be one of ours. Are you sad and confused about world politics? Worried about the upcoming inevitable nuclear war? Or maybe a rat is living in your house? There's a rat living in my house. How do you get rid of a rat from a house? Why not immerse yourself in a completely fictional, imagined podcast for the beef and dairy industries? It works for me. The Beef and Dairy Network podcast is the number one podcast for those involved, or just interested, in the production of beef animals and dairy herds. Don't worry, it's funnier than it sounds. Find us at beefanddairynetwork.com or maximumfun.org, or wherever you get your podcast from. Oh god, there's the rat! Oh god! That was great. Yeah. I was like, you, you must be feeling so good right I now. Whereas am I am such a good parent. I'm sitting over here just like, oh, better go. I'll never <laughs> get around to. I used to be so into it at the beginning. Like uh-huh. with Katie Bell, like when Stefan would travel, I'd be like, I'm going to force oh, my yeah. way through these Swedish books and yeah, I'm going to yeah. keep Swedish alive in the house. Oh, yeah. God, and now I'm so tired. Yeah. But I'm just like, Katie Bell. Speaks of Swedish to your brother. Oh, that doesn't work. Nice. That doesn't that like doesn't that. work either. So I'm like, who wants to listen to some Swedish songs while Mama goes and lies down? You're doing a lot of stuff. That's trying very to good. do stuff. Thank you. Uh, I was stopped the other day uh, out with the kids because I was yelling at Ellis to stop doing something. So I was saying nay, nay. Yeah, I Swedish heard you. For no, yeah, I was we saying nay. Yeah. And this guy walks by and says. Are you Swedish? I said, no, my husband is, and he speaks Swedish to the kids, but I made a choice early that I would only yell at the kids in Swedish. <laughs> we needed, like, a universal yelling. So, so, so maybe that's a way to motivate you as well, just to mix it up in your house yeah. when it comes to yelling at your kids. Oh, you know what else is nice? And it's something we can all agree on, no matter what we're doing in our house, and that is the need for moms to have a breakdown Let's listen to a mom rant. Hey, you guys. I am losing my mind. This is clearly a rant. I cannot find anything in my house. I can't find anything. Anything. 
anymore. It is all gone. Anything that I remember putting it in a certain spot isn't there anymore. And I, between my husband moving it, my 14-month-old twins moving things, my mother, who's there far too much, moving things, and probably myself, I cannot find a damn thing anymore. Between the the baby shoes that go in a specific drawer, and they're never there when I go to look for them, <laughs> between my, my Tupperware that I bring my luncheon to work every day, it's never where I put it. The dishes aren't where I put them. The clothes, the anything. I mean, literally anything. I mean, there was one morning where I spent 20 minutes looking for my keys so I could go to work, and they were not where I had put them. Turns out they were in my purse the whole time, so either I'm losing my mind, which is probably the case, and it's completely all my fault anyway, or somebody put them in my purse trying to be nice and didn't tell me, which is even worse than not being nice at all. Oh, and then top it all off, oh, we just found out today that my daughter needs to start patching one of her eyes again. That's a whole nother rant. But the eye patches that we had were on my counter. They're not there anymore. I call my mother and say, Mom, do you know where the eye patches are? And she said, oh, yes, I put them in the top drawer of your bathroom. The top drawer of my bathroom that I use every day. She's like, yeah, you didn't see them? No, I didn't see them. They're not there. I don't know where they are. I don't know where anything is, you guys. <sighs> Sorry. Thank you for listening. You guys are doing a great job. Bye. You're falling apart. Yep. You're falling apart. This is how we fall apart. This is it. Yeah. And this is one of the ways in which we are falling apart. Yeah, that's true. I, I, it also leads to being unable to leave the house, which yeah, yeah, it spirals out of control pretty quickly. The, yeah, this not being able to find stuff affects like so many different aspects of your, the leaving yeah. the house, the trying to just achieve whatever small goal yeah. it is. She said one thing in particular that really struck a nerve with me. <laughs> she said, my husband put my thing somewhere trying to be helpful and it wasn't helpful. Like Stefan mm -hmm. really steps in and like he'll like clean out my car sometimes mm -hmm. or he'll like put some stuff away. And I know as a sane person that that is the nicest thing he mm -hmm. could have done. Yeah. That was really helpful. Mm -hmm. I now don't know where anything is. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't know where anything is. And you can't live. This is like why this is a struggle is you can't live in a house with other people and and like dis and be somebody who just is the only person who gets to put stuff places, right? Like you can't. It's not like it's your desk at work, right? Or your desk at home, where you're like, I understand my mess. It's my mess. <laughs> I know what it is. You can't do that, like in your house, because it's not. Either people don't want to see your mess. They they don't want to see your keys sitting on the back of the toilet every day. <laughs> they want to see. They everybody needs stuff in certain places. Yep. So it is. A real struggle if you just need to know that wherever you left your garbage is where you left your garbage mm -hmm. so that you can just, like, pick it up or find stuff. And one day I was like, stop throwing away all the napkins in my car. Somebody mm -hmm. has a runny nose. It's not trash. I need the napkins. Like, mm -hmm. there'll be something that I need to wipe up. Mm -hmm. And I know this looks like garbage. Mm -hmm. But I need it. Yeah. That's my garbage. Yeah. I need that garbage. Um, and I just like, she's right. Kids pick stuff up and put stuff places. 
uh, people who are there to be helpful pick stuff up and put things places. And it can make you feel a little like the yellow wallpaper. Like, like, like you feel like somebody's purposely, or, or, or it's like the gaslighting, where like, is it getting darker in here? Why is it always getting, why is somebody turning the lights down all the time? And they are to screw with you. It feels like somebody start, is messing with you. And you're just like, I just want my thing. So you're doing a great job. Yeah, you are. You really are. And if it helps, just like find all the old um, uh, pacifier chains that you used to have and just start chaining everything that's important to you <laughs> to your body. And just be that person. And that's okay. <laughs> you, you, we will all support you in that. Teresa, what did we learn today? We learned two things. One, getting out of the house is impossible. And two, this is a new way to start recognizing others out in the world by greeting them with, you made it. <laughs> you, you got out of the house. You're here. You made it. You made it. Oh, you made it. I think that is definitely the best thing that could have come out of this entire show <laughs> and makes me feel better. You could even shout it to yourself like yeah. when you pull up to yeah. the school. Yeah. We made, it. we made it! Yeah. I like looking in the mirror. Yeah. Like, you made it! Yeah. At yourself. So that's great. We also learned that uh, there's nothing scary per se in, in, about raising your kids uh, to speak more than one language. Uh, there could be lots of things that are difficult to make that happen, just given how hard it is just trying to get out of the house. Right. But uh, don't let one of those things be that it's somehow messing them up. Right. That is definitely not the case. Or and, that they're going to be confused yeah. or scared or uncomfortable. Or You might get yeah. an extra 30 minutes just by being able to play the same episode of something that they saw, yeah. but in another language. Yeah. Teaching. Teaching. <laughs> uh, so I think that's actually good. I yeah. think that's actually kind of a fun thing to take away. And also, I just want to be really clear because we're doing that on a day where yeah. I am so utterly spent that yeah. it's laughable that somebody's suggesting that to yeah, me correct. today. So I'm also with you if you hear us talking about this and you also think Fuck you no. guys. Yeah, fuck you guys. <laughs> Completely. That's right. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it's for another day. Almost 90% of what we talk about on the show it's reasonable to be met with Fuck you guys. <laughs> yeah. Not sure. fucking doing that. Yeah. Not going to grow today. Yeah. I'm too tired to grow. But maybe or, next week. Maybe next week. Or next month. That's right. Or if, in 10 years. If you, Your children will probably just do it on their own. Yeah. Thank goodness. <laughs> like figuring out how to use the body and speaking another language. They'll be doing it by college at some point in time is all we can hope. Guys, a couple of things. Just want to throw this out there. One, if you're in Brooklyn, New York, surrounding areas, uh, October 14th, we are going to be in Brooklyn at the Bell House doing a live show. It is going to be so much fun. We are working on some super awesome surprises that I'm not going to give away right now, but know that they're real and I'm not making it up. Uh, so that's exciting. You can find out information about that at onebadmotherpodcast.com under live shows. It'll link you over to the tickets. Uh, that's great. Also, been a while, but... We've got a meetup to announce. We're always happy to share uh, One Bad Mother subgroup meetups. If you're out there in the world doing it and you get it to us in time, uh, there's going to be an Omaha, Nebraska area meetup on Sunday, September 10th from 2 to 4 at, I'm going to pronounce it, 
Pipple Park, P-I-P-A-L Park, in Omaha, Nebraska. Bring your kids and look for balloons. For more information, you can join the One Bad Nebraskan subgroup or contact Marnie Stewart through Facebook. Good job, Marnie Stewart, and Nebraska, Omaha, Omaha, Nebraska, bad parents. That's great. Yeah, good job. Send us pics. Don't forget to set these meetups up, guys. They're really a breath of fresh air. Speaking of which, um, just a quick thank you to all the L.A. area uh, One Bad Mothers who showed up at our show this past weekend at the Bootleg Theater, which was super fun. Um, And they also did a meetup beforehand yeah. and had flaming margaritas, yeah. which was sounded amazing. <laughs> really so good. you guys did such a good job. Um, and it was so nice seeing you guys out there. It really was. It was such a nice, such a nice day. Uh, also, speaking of community, we want to give a shout out uh, to all of those in uh, Houston, uh, as well as any other uh, city along the Gulf Coast that is uh, feeling the effects of, of this hurricane and this horrible weather that we're having right now, please stay in touch with us via the Facebook group uh, so that we can all find ways to support you and help you uh, with anything that you guys might be needing. Okay, so, so do let us know. Everybody, you're doing a remarkable job. You are. You really are, you guys. It's really hard. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sometimes it's physically hard. Sometimes it's emotionally hard. Sometimes it's both. Sometimes it just takes one shitty night of sleep to tip you over the edge. Sometimes it's just having your kid come out with a vial of rocks as opposed to uh, shoes uh, two minutes before you need to walk out the door. It's all exhausting staying ahead of it all and staying on top of it all. Uh, And you're all doing a really good job. You made it. Teresa, you are doing a very good job. Thank you, Biz. So are you. Thank you. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. We'd like to thank Max Fun, our producer, Kara Hart, our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all of these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.